Welcome back to Live Reality Games. Here at Live Reality Games, we cover everything from survivors, we cover everything from Big Brothers, and especially what we love, we're talking about tonight, college survivors. Erin, uh, welcome back. How are we doing tonight? Doing lovely. Uh, it was a great weekend, a great weekend for Michigan, a great weekend yeah. for everything. Yeah. Absolutely. My in-laws and, of course, your alma mater, uh, Michigan, in your background, flying mm -hmm. high. Great mm -hmm. game. Um, we're not talking about that game tonight. We are talking no. about the Survivor game at um, Northwestern, Cats Glide, Season 1. Uh, we are here with the latest eliminated player from the episode. So if you have not watched, uh, make sure you hit pause right here. Or honestly, it's a live reality game. It's like a great movie. It's okay that you see the ending. Just watch all the episodes to get to all the good stuff. And There's here, a lot of story. A lot of story to still see, even if you know what happens. Yeah, and a lot of story tonight, too. We have one of the biggest game players, I feel. Like, yes. I feel like this person went out way too soon, did impressive gameplay. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, we're going to bring them on right now. Allison, welcome. Hello. We're applauding you being here, but we're I'm secretly super disappointed to see you here. Um, I didn't see this coming at all. I know a lot of the bigger game players were in. They were got voted out, and now we're here with us tonight. Um, how are you, Allison? I am good. I you know, wish that I had been able to hang in there a little bit longer, but I'm good. It was so, 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 so much fun to play. I played hard i played really hard and that was how i wanted to play so it was fun i'm glad to be here to it's so much fun to get to like debrief it and talk about it with you guys so uh, super excited me. to have you here and to debrief um i know we have a lot to cover here um allison you pretty much ran the show with the illegal eight throughout the whole season so far um so kind of pick us up like how did you get started in uh cats glide yeah, so I know that the Illegal Eight has been much discussed, the legality of the Illegal Eight. And I know it's when just Amy called illegal in general. <laughs> like it clearly was something like that. When wait, what'd you say? Uh, it was clearly illegal from the concept of your name when you came up with it. I know when Amos came on here, he said that I would have a lot to say about it being illegal, which I do. So we'll get to that in a second. But basically Carson really was like the center of this group of people when the cast list got sent out a couple weeks before a fair amount of time before it got sent out over winter break and we started in mid-January. So a fair amount of time, there happened to be a lot of connections of people who knew each other from various parts of Northwestern campus life. And eight of us got brought together uh, the night before um, the first challenge many people have been saying before the game started which i will contest it was before the first challenge but the game had started like anyone who knows survivor you know, the game come on the game had started essentially we had been marooned we just hadn't gone to the first challenge yet so i think there is like a comparison for it in real survivor is that like we just hadn't competed yet but we had already been on the building shelter and like even before that in Real Survivor, like people hit the beach and they say like, oh, I got a good feeling from this person because like when they're sitting on the bus, you know, they can't talk, but they like make eyes at each other. Like there is precedent for it in the real game. And also the game mechanics had started. We had an idol clue. We had an idol was already hidden. People were looking for idol clues. Like the game had started. So that's my two cents on the fact that the illegal eight was totally legal. Like the cast list was out. If you're not 
looking for connections, you're not playing that hard, in my opinion. So this big group of us got together. Um, we really hit it off right away because we were all like big, big Survivor fans. I think that was like the big connection right off the bat. And um, as people saw, we, you know, we had the numbers right away and we got split into these pairs and kind of had to navigate that. But ultimately at the end of the day, like we just all really trusted each other to get ourselves through the first part of the game. Um, and I think I took kind of a, a leadership role in that uh, group, some could say, um, making some of those decisions sort of in the early parts of the game. The hardest part was, you know, we had to try to navigate this without letting our partners know and without when we got split into tribes, without letting our other tribe mates know, like the actual lines that were running the game which weren't the partnerships and were not the tribal lines, at least towards the beginning part of the game. So that was really fun to navigate that and to get to sort of, you know, experiment with strategy and, and get to know different people and the little sub alliances that started to form. Um, and then that kind of took us, took us to the merge. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> I see Carson in the comments, but <laughs> a little Carson blind side had been a cooking for a couple weeks um with Amos who was probably one of my closest that uh, definitely one of my closest if closest ally and Charlotte and Greta I was really close with kind of all these different satellites of people came together to get Carson out and then from there the ball was really rolling and unfortunately the ball that I helped push down the hill ended up coming back and and taking me out we kind of got on this like little domino effect of I think some of the the bigger strategists or at least the more visible threats getting taken out, which is how I have ended up here with you lovely folks tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like we just need to recap on that intro in general. Like Allison, like if you ever make it to the end of a game, I would be surprised if you ever lost. Like I'm already like swayed by your legal eight, not being the illegal eight anymore. Like, all those points were super validating. Um, game mechanics were released um, and all that. I don't know, Aaron. I was I was swayed from that already. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I was also, like, I was already on the side of it not necessarily being illegal. Because if you, as a, as a prod member, as a host, if you release the cast to the cast, you got to mm -hmm. expect that alliances are going to start forming because like yeah. Allison said, yeah, if you're not doing that, then you're not really playing the game. So, but mm -hmm. yeah, you phrased that Beautifully. I can tell you have thought about that a lot. <laughs> I've had to actually oh. convince people that it's not illegal. So it's yeah, not. beautiful argument. Completely agree that yeah, if you were in a final tribal council, very dangerous, very scary. <laughs> uh now you said a possible leader. Um, do you think you were the leader, or is this guy in the comments, Carson, <laughs> the real leader of this um illegal eight? I mean, I think I really think it depends, like how you define a leader within survivor like who brought the group together absolutely carson like carson like our the ever northwest instagram post graphic explaining how the illegal it came together at the beginning of the season and carson's at the center of that graphic as he should be because like he knew amos and he knew sammy and sammy knew kylie and like amos knew me and he he really brought everyone together so carson 100 gets credit for like forming this alliance but I, I think in a, in a group of eight, like the decisions were obviously not 
going to be made equally. And that's not to say like, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe other people have a different experience of it. Yeah, there, there we are. Yeah, there's our legal eight <laughs> folks. So we got Charlotte, Kylie, Sammy, Amos, uh, Allison, Paya, Matt, and Carson. So you're saying that it was really Carson that was kind of brought everyone together, but you were more the directing member, maybe? It's, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, <laughs> I really, I really, at the beginning of the game, so, so Amos and I, at the beginning of the game, Amos and I were absolutely each other's number ones. Amos and I knew each other from our pre-orientation program freshman year. Like we were like before day one friends in college. We had known each other for, for years. And that was like one of the highlights of playing Survivor. Like I'm watching real Survivor with Amos next week in Chicago. Like reconnecting with Amos from this game was like one of the biggest highlights of the game for me. So we were like really, really tight. And Amos, I would say Amos is like secondary ally was Carson. And so the three of us really were like, that wasn't like a faux alliance from the start. Like the three of us really were working together very closely. I would say in leadership of the eight for the first, probably like three or four votes. Um, I feel like where they're, where like Carson and I split a little bit where I kind of felt like I was stepping up and was having more control of my own volition was on the Jesse vote, which was unfortunately that episode didn't air in full. Um, but that vote, I was like so bummed when that episode didn't air. Cause that was a, an episode that I felt like I really like made my first actual move of the game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I can't help it. Like I, I just, this is just, that's just like my personality. Like if there's, you know, when you like, are in a class and they split you into groups and they're like, okay, talk about this for 10 minutes. And it's like quiet for a second. No one wants to be the first to talk. Like, I can't stand that. Like I'm like, I have to be the first person to talk. I'm like, what are we doing here? So just, just naturally, I think I, among, uh, among others, it wasn't just me, obviously it was all eight of us working in tandem, but I think I took it upon myself to sometimes be the person who was like, okay, if we're splitting a vote, like who's voting this and who's voting this. And like, starting when we're all getting together and we're catching up about our weeks and then the conversation turns to survivor i think i would a lot of times be the one who's like all right like what are we doing here so that was really fun for me because that i was really playing the game like really true to myself you know like i think i would have had substantially less fun if i was forcing myself to like sit quietly and and float more i probably would have made it further but, you know, it's a trade-off. I had a lot of fun <laughs> playing, like, 100% true to my personality. So, yeah. Um, from a audience member, I totally appreciate it. And it makes the season and the whole series and the seasons and the whole game in general just stand out more when you have strong players like yourself that want to win. Uh we saw it in Michigan as well. Michigan usually has some really strategic, over-the-top folks. And it just it connects better with the audience. Like, we're mm -hmm. fans of the show Survivor, and we want to see that gameplay um, in the same intensity. You're not on a beach or in a college campus, but you still are playing like yeah. you're playing for a million dollars. Yeah, people really were. And I, and I do think part of that level, which you see in real Survivor now, is like so many people were super fans. And so I think especially 
having the eight, all of us be really huge fans. Like I, I think that really like right from the get go elevated all eight of us. Like we like challenged each other to play better because we were all such big fans and we really felt, at least I felt right away, you know, like this was the first season. Like we didn't know what intensity are people going to play with? Like, you know, there's that weird thing in college where you're like, is it going to be uncool if I try too hard? Like, you know, and we right away saw each other playing really hard and taking it really seriously and getting really invested. And so for me, I felt like I immediately got permission from other people to, to really invest and to like play really hard. And I think you see that level of investment like Kylie talking about how she like can't sleep because she's thinking about it and and people especially once we got home and everyone was quarantining like people really like poured themselves into this and so I hope that you can like see that intensity as an audience member mm -hmm. because it was it was intense people were playing hard it was really fun uh <laughs> now as yeah if you don't have Sorry. at least one survivor dream then you're not really playing <laughs> yeah totally uh, speaking of Survivor dreams, a lot of uh, Survivor players, their dream is to find an idol, which uh, you did. I think that was one of your bigger moments in the earlier episodes. Yeah. Uh, you found it, and then half the cast found out about it. So. Oh, my gosh. Let me walk, let me walk you through that. <laughs> that was, Take us back to memory lane. I don't even think it got, like, properly captured how what bad luck it was so we i ended up finding the idol that we had gotten the clue for the previous night and we i would say at least half the cast went out and searched after our first challenge so it was probably 10 11 at night in a blizzard i mean it wasn't just snowing it was a it was a blizzard we're running around like digging through the snow everything nobody found anything that night and because nobody had found anything chase um released a second clue that you could only get if both of your pair members went and got it. And the second clue, like people didn't find it or something. And then there was like a third clue. And the third clue was literally a picture of where it was. So I can't even <laughs> say I didn't like solve the clue. We got the picture first and it was a tree that was like outside the theater building. And I, th I think in the, I think in the episodes they bill me as a creative writing major because we have a lot of theater majors. But I was also a theater major. I was theater creative writing dual. I saw that they were like too much theater representation. Um, but the tree was right outside the theater building, so I saw it and I was right away was like I know where that is and like took off running. I was later like I should have just calmly walked, but I ran to the tree. They were like footprints going up to it, and I was like it's gone. Like someone has taken it. We weren't, I don't think we were even filming. And I'm like, oh, I just like kicked around in the snow and I like kicked something. And I was like, oh my God, and, like reached down. It's like, it's the idol. And then we like immediately ran around the corner and I looked back and saw Paya like running towards us. And to Jackson, my partner who was with me, I was like, we have to go, we have to go. Like Paya saw, like she knows that I have it. Jackson not knowing that like Paya's in the eight. So like, it's, it's fine. Like there are people who could have seen us. So then Pay comes around the corner. Jackson, I don't know where Jackson went. Jackson like dipped. I don't know where he went. But Paya and I ran into the theater building because Paya is also a theater major. We went into the bathroom and we were like, we can open it here. Like we're safe. Like this is a build, like this isn't like this. We weren't in like the student center. We were in the theater building. And it just so happened that like 
the winter quarter auditions were happening that day and Kylie was in the building waiting for audition time and came in to go to the bathroom as we were sitting there opening. Like it was so random. Like I promise we weren't just in like a like a big public access bathroom. We were in like a like a small subsection of the cast would ever go to that bathroom. Kylie walks in like literally as I'm saying I don't think we should tell Kylie. Like I think I may have been saying her name. Like I literally was like, oh maybe not. I don't know about Kylie. And she walks in. So then at that point, I was like, it's better to not get caught in a lie at this point in the game. Like the eight was was so new. We hadn't even had a, a vote yet. Like that was the second day of the game that I was like, and I had already told Amos because he had he texted me as soon as he found his. So I had already told Amos. So I was like, three people in the Alliance know. Jackson knows. Like, so half of the eight already knew. I was like, it's better to just cut my losses and tell people and have people think like, oh, Allison's all in on the eight because she told everyone about this. Like at that point, I was like, it can hurt me more if people find out later that I was lying about it. Which then later I was like, thank God I told them because Jackson spilled the beans like a couple a couple um, tribal councils later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, like ideally I would have found it by myself and kept it to myself. But where I was in the game, I had more to lose by losing trust more than I did the idol. So yes, unfortunately, absolutely everybody knew that I had it. <laughs> but it never came and- to play. I think it was all right that you uh, ran into a bathroom out of all things in the area. Um, Carson was on earlier and Carson couldn't help himself from opening his idol right in front of everything on the street. So yeah, it's a a step up from the Carson. So, you know, ideally would have walked home, but I, I was like 15 minutes from my apartment, like the adrenaline when you find it, like it was intense. We were like, so it was the second day. We were so excited to be playing yeah, so, you know, luckily I was in a good enough spot that, like, everyone finding out about the idol didn't mm-hmm. didn't really affect me either way. But it was fun to find. It was so much fun to find. I was like, yes, this is the best. Like, this is amazing. I can't believe I have an idol. Like, I think I still have it somewhere. Like, so, it was cool. Um, so the game progresses a little bit further. Uh, we have some editing things. We have like a quick recap episode. Uh, there's like a scavenger hunt and there's some votes, as you were saying, Jesse gets voted out and, um, anything from that, that we missed, uh, that makes or shapes your gameplay. Yeah. Uh, Some of the cast members before mentioned, like it was a really great bonding experience. Like you hung out with people. Is that your same takeaway or? The, the task gauntlet challenge. So we had been split into tribes at that point, And the task gauntlet challenge was, was really fun. Like one of, one of my favorite nights of the game, we like got the whole list and we were all like, I think me, Matt, Carson, Jake, and maybe Charlotte were all like sitting together in the library waiting for the, the challenge to come out. And then we decided we were like, let's just go knock some of these out right now. And so we like, ran to the gym and then closed in like 10 minutes. So we had 10 minutes to try to make three free throws in a row. And like Matt made it literally with like, at like 9.59, we were like, yeah. like it, And then Carson went and jumped in the lake and then we ran back with him to his apartment. Like that was a really, really, really fun night. Um, 
and winning that obviously we won that challenge by one point and that was like so great to not have to go to tribal obviously but also just like yeah we totally did start bonding and then well you almost didn't win that challenge some of your mm-hmm. teammates bartered some of your points away what were your thoughts about that had we lost <laughs> i would have had some choice words in the confessional i think because we won i i mean obviously it wasn't great i don't even remember see this is my foggy memory i don't even remember if if chase told us how many clues were taken for each team i think he did he like, obviously didn't say who took them but said that like two people on our tribe and one person on the other um, I think it was just, you know, it was just kind yeah. of like, okay, store it in the back of your mind, but like, we didn't know who it was. And so like, without that information, I kind of was like, there's not too much we can do about it. I was just glad we had won. Yeah, exactly. You're like, eh, it's okay. We still won folks. Yeah. That was a, that was like an exhausting weekend. That was crazy to that whole challenge, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, the other thing that I felt like was a little bit lost in the shuffle of, of those episodes was um, so I think Greta is getting like slightly purpled out. Is that, isn't that what they call it? When people like get lost in the edit, I think she's mm. getting like slightly purpled, which I don't know maybe from an audience perspective is different, but my, my like three part alliance with me, Greta, and Charlotte, I think really kind of kicked off um, during the Jesse vote because um, I knew I knew Greta. Greta and I had known each other for a couple of years. We played softball together and she didn't know like anything about Survivor. She had like never seen an episode. And so I really like protected her for a lot of the pre-merge because I felt like she trusted me the most and she could be like a really reliable number down the line. And I think I like, we, we had a meeting with me, Charlotte, Matt, and Greta. And I remember after Greta left, this was the week of the Jesse vote. So after the task gauntlet, um, Matt and Charlotte were like, oh, we got such good vibes from Greta. And I was like, yes, like that's really, that's good for me. Like maybe this can be like the start of like a, a little like sub alliance here. Um, and then the other thing that was, that happened that week that was really consequential was that so we had the vote set we had the vote set on Jake and like literally an hour and a half before tribal we were bringing Jesse into the plan and we're we're telling her that we were going to have her throw a vote on Gus I don't even think she literally had to vote for him that Gus was going to be the like spare vote gets thrown on him just in case Jake had an idol. And I knew Jake didn't have an idol. So I knew that there was no danger of Gus going home. And Jesse wouldn't do that. She was like, I'm not putting a vote on Gus. Like, absolutely not. Even though the rest of like, you know, we were kind of like, this is where the momentum is going. Like Gus isn't going to go home. And I, I know that, <laughs> that it has been said, if you guess out and incur the wrath of Allison, this was me where that began. But it wasn't a wrathful thing. Like it was enough, it was never anything like personal. It was that I was like, damn it, like Jesse isn't being controlled by me. <laughs> like Jesse was really like, like that was smart of Jesse. 
but she just like showed a little bit too much of her cards that she wasn't willing to put Gus in any danger at all. And that was a red flag to me of like, why are we getting rid of Jake who will vote with us? I mean, obviously ironic that down the line he helps vote me out, but I, at that point in time, Jake wasn't pushing back at anyone. So mm -hmm. I pushed really, really hard to switch that vote to Jesse. And when me, Charlotte, Matt, and Carson were like FaceTiming right before that, Carson made some comment of like, I'm really like hurt or like I'm, I'm offended that you guys aren't trusting me or that you're changing this after I've worked so hard to line up the, the Jake vote. And I remember Charlotte and I talking about that after and being like, that kind of rubbed us the wrong way. Like, we also worked hard on that vote. Like, it was just this moment of like, it was like the spark of what eventually became Charlotte and I kind of like spearheading the Carson blind side. And so I think that moment of like connection between Charlotte and I didn't, obviously didn't make air because that episode, we missed that episode. Mm -hmm. That was those were kind of the, the two big strategic things for me that I thought were missed was the, the like really clicking with Charlotte and also kind of bringing Greta into the fold a little bit more. Well, that's funny. Cause that's actually uh, my next question in my notes after that was like, when did your connection with Charlotte really get established? Um, we just see you kind of as a duo at this point. Mm -hmm. um, now knowing that really Greta is a part of that. So that's something that I'm not picking up from the edit. Erin, did you get that same focus? I I haven't I feel like it is clear that kind of there is a reason that Greta's still around that it's like you can tell that yeah Allison definitely as somebody who was in kind of leading through these votes and I can tell that it's it, it is coming through for me at least that Greta is somebody that's important to Allison and that it's like if the eight's gonna fall then Greta is a good person to have on retainer but I think yeah I wish that there was kind of more from her perspective of like, but like, you know, Greta does say in kind of all of her confessionals that she does trust Allison and Charlotte and that those are kind of her people. But yeah, I think I do wish that there was kind of more set up for that, but I understand why it wasn't if that it happened in those episodes that didn't make air. But I think it does also play to your strengths and your kind of reasonings as to like why you wanted Jesse out of like not wanting pushback. Because you mm. set yourself up so well that you didn't really get a lot of pushback. Especially, yeah. like, one of my, like, I commend you so much. I think it's a genius strategy of, like, having the you and Charlotte pair in any group conversation of just having somebody already there who knows the plan that you want, who agrees with it, so that you can just say the plan and you already have somebody to say, yes, I agree, let's do that. Because it makes it, like, impossible for anybody else in the group to push back on it. And I think that that is that is top tier strategy. Like that is an incredible <laughs> idea. And it, yeah, that was just genius to me. Well, at risk of, of lessening my genius, like Charlotte, we didn't necessarily like, like talk about, okay, we're going to go in and I'll say this and then you'll agree with me. And then like no one else will be able to push back. But I think that speaks to like how closely we really were working with each other. Like Charlotte and I, like there was n not, there, there was no point where I was thinking voting out Charlotte. I knew, like, where we're kind of getting to in the game. We, like, were, like, we, had I lasted longer, I think in a couple more votes that would have happened. And I know from some confessionals that she was starting to think about it. But, like, at that point, early in the game, like, we, our interests aligned. 
you know, like that's really like, that's really what it came down to is like, do your interests align with people? And if you do, you're going to have a really like, you're not gonna have a lot of friction because you don't have to convince each other of things, you know? And so Charlotte and I, we clicked with the same people. We, we were kind of a natural duo that, that just, I mean, it was interesting that like, you would have thought like Paya would be like her closest ally because they lived together, but they ended up not having the same interests because Paya remained really close with Carson and Charlotte and I had this experience where we started to see how um, Carson's gameplay didn't align with ours and, and Paya wasn't on our tribe. So she didn't have that experience. So it really started to be that like Charlotte and I had the same ideas. We would like get ideas at the same time and have that weird thing where you're like, is it going to seem too aggressive if I like say this person's name and then they would say it. And then like the other person would be like, I was about to say that. Like we really worked together really well. And so I think that just like came through naturally and that like we were really confident about our ideas. So we presented them almost as though they were a given because mm -hmm. in our mind we were like, that's the best idea. And we were just like hype each other up and be like, this is a great idea. Cause it was for us, you know? So like, <laughs> it was, it was great. Like I, absolutely loved working with Charlotte and and Charlotte and I I think I don't even I don't even know if I told her that I knew Greta already I think I, I might have just been like I get good vibes from Greta um and like the thing about Greta that people say so much in the game that is true Greta's a good shooter like Greta doesn't really lie very much Greta likes to win and Greta likes to play hard like those are like two huge values of hers in life and in the game. Um, and so the three of us just, our interests aligned. So we enjoyed working together and then you like each other more and then that all like snowballs. So you wanna help each other more. Like, it's like that thing where people are like, if you don't like someone, do something nice for them because it tricks your brain into thinking you like them. That's like some psychology thing of like, be nice to someone if you're upset with them because it tells your brain that you aren't upset with them. It was kind of like that. Like we were helping each other all the time because we liked each other. And then we liked each other because we were helping each other. So it was this really natural alliance. And then at a certain point, we started thinking about trying to see if maybe an all girls alliance could be a way through the eight. And like Sammy and Kylie were like a little too close with Owen and Amos to like, to, to really get that to gel. But yeah, the three of us really had a lot of the same point of view about the games and really fell into this kind of like, I think you you said it on like the previous podcast, Aaron, like I would take the point, Charlotte would like give it the second. And then like we had, we knew that we had Greta as a number. So we were a pretty powerful three. Cause if mm -hmm. you got one of us, you got all of us. And if you didn't get us, you lost three votes. So I think it was helpful to leverage that. And I think that example kind of, you said earlier that Greta wasn't the biggest Survivor fan in general, kind of explains um, her openness when talking to Ashley in this episode mm -hmm. and just kind of like spilling stuff too. So her <laughs> naivety, whatever the word may be, it's slipping <laughs> me, but um, it really makes sense that she's not the biggest like Survivor fan at that point and you were kind of keeping her in reign a little bit mm -hmm. more with that aspect. So, hey, I see where that came from a little bit more now. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I hope that going forward, 
in the edit, we get to see a little bit more of what Greta is thinking because Greta is, Greta is really smart and she didn't know the game at the beginning, but like I said, Greta likes to win. And in order to win, you have to pick stuff up. And like, I, I hope that we get to see a little bit more of, of the dynamic of Greta moving forward. Uh, I guess the next biggest question, uh, after that recap episode and whatnot, the pandemic happens and you folks move from an in-person game to an at-home game. What was your thought process going on? Take us back. That episode was so weirdly emotional to watch because like you see us go from like, you know, there, there was that dumb line where I'm like, oh, I hope it doesn't get bad. I'll feel really bad. Like, you know, we were all like, not pandemic's not going to happen. Like, that's crazy. To all of a sudden being like, holy shit, the craziest thing that's ever happened to us in our lives is happening to all of us at the same time. Like, it was so intense. So just from a personal standpoint, like, having getting to keep playing was like a lifeline. Like it was so amazing to all of a sudden be at home. Like I went back to California to all of a sudden be at home, especially because I was a senior. It was my last quarter at Western to still be involved so actively with something. It was like a bridge that was like so, so, so great. Um, strategy wise I feel like I maybe even said this in one of the episodes but it was just it was hard because you lost a lot of context right like you lost body language you lost the chance that you'll randomly run into someone like I know in in previous seasons of of College Survivor like things have flipped when people run into each other at a bar and and really hit it off one night and all of a sudden they're like wait I like this person like we didn't have the chance for that anymore and you couldn't have any more of the the run-ins of catching people with idols and and all of that random stuff so we lost we lost those elements of the game which was which was hard um strategy wise i don't i don't even like i can't even really say that it changed my strategy that much but I also think that that's because we also went from in-person to virtual at a really like, at a real like hinge of the game, right? Like it was the merge. So like the game really changed too. So it, it almost it almost felt like two totally different games, the on-campus being in tribes and then suddenly switching to individual while we were at home. So I don't know, I feel like that was kind of, kind of a non-answer but it was it was weird but people like people really leaned into it because it was what like it was all we had it was all we had and really like it was a huge instance in the game and the world at the time and to have you all like filming what you went through right there in front of us it was in history that's what it is like yeah it's it was really eerie 
to watch. Like the, <laughs> this may annoy some illegal eight haters, but we still have a very active group text <laughs> because we're all still friends and we were all texting in it and we were like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna cry. Like this was so hard to watch. Like I can't believe that happened. So yeah, it's a weird, it's a really, really weird time capsule. And especially like you said early too on the comment, you were like, I can't believe I said like, mm -hmm. thinking it was going to be this huge thing. And it was. So yeah, like we all thought we were going home for spring break and it was going to be an extra week. And then we were like, I haven't left my house in three months. Mm -hmm. Like that's I can't what believe, it I can't believe Allison jinxed us into the pandemic. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> you heard it here first. It was all wonderful. <laughs> You put it out in the universe. Um, speaking of the universe, um, Aaron, anything you want to get to vote outs or challenges before like we get into this episode? Prior to this episode? I, there's um, tons to cover still, I know. So Yeah, we still have a lot going forward. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think we can talk about this episode. Yeah, I don't really um, have anything else. Yeah, um, when we do get to that, this episode, they play a challenge that I have set up for myself and Aaron. Anybody at home watching, you're welcome to play. There is a link in the comment section. If you click that, you'll be taken to Type Racer, um, Allison's favorite challenge. <laughs> um, unlikely not. But um, feel free. Um, Aaron and I have played a few on these challenges. I am losing, I think. Aaron, you're ahead one, I think two to three, right? That sounds right, yeah. Okay. I actually think I am at zero, too. So I think I just earned a point there. So that's fantastic. There you go. Uh, so follow along in the comments. But this episode, um, we get kicked off with remembering Amos and final last words of his vote out. And he says, beware, Kylie. Beware, Allison. Is that what got you this episode Allison is that kind of like Amos's final words I mm, <laughs> I don't think it helped I was not hiding how hard I was playing like I was not you know um I think I think that was honestly probably one of the downsides to having this huge alliance was that seven people got to see how I played really unfettered. Like I was not pretending to not try hard or like I wasn't deferring to other people or, or anything like that. Like a lot of people got to see that I was willing to play really hard. I was willing to like push for big moves. I was willing to vote off people that I had worked closely with. Like once we got past the Carson vote. So mm, I don't think those words were what doomed me. Really, I think what doomed me was straight up genius gameplay by Kylie. Genius. Like, incredible by Kylie. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, like, she went through and wrangled everybody that was kind of on the outs and just kind of kept up this facade for you and Charlotte saying, oh, yeah, we're still here. We're still going to do gameplay stuff. And then had something totally on the side. Yeah. I I don't think I knew until I watched the episode this week how perfectly she had weaponized telling Gus about the eight and telling Jake and telling Ashley. 
like that I texted her during the episode I was like oh my god you're a freaking genius like I think that was the strong and I don't just say this because it resulted in my vote out to pump up my own ego I think that was the strongest strategic move of the season so far like that was being aware of the social situation how people felt about each other telling Gus that we only saw him as a number while she also only saw him as a number genius literally genius telling telling them about the this master alliance and painting us as villains when they had been in the exact same alliance genius like I don't know how she did it it was a like master class in strategy like I it was so I'm like literally honored that she had to do that to vote me out like <laughs> I I thought that was incredible it was amazing I like I words fail me it was so smart. yeah were you ever planning on coming clean about um, the eight to anybody else? I wasn't. I, I never thought about it because, like, because I, I don't think I could have spun it in the same way that Kylie did because of how hard I had been playing. Like, for me, it it would have been a, like, I've been lying to you the whole game. And I've helped make, or not even helped, I've pushed for almost every decision versus like, you know, Kylie could say like, she, she, she's the one who switched the vote to Amos. She's the one for Carson. Tell Gus, I'll the one who switched it to Jesse. Like, because I had taken more of a role, I set myself up to be blamed for all of those things. And so I don't think that I could have weaponized it in the same way, like even though we were all ostensibly in in the alliance and like Kylie and Sammy were just as like responsible because they knew about it, like I don't think I could have flipped it the same way. So no, yeah, I, I really didn't think about it. Like I didn't even tell Greta. Yeah, Greta I think that. you coming clean about it would be like this is my alliance, and Kylie mm -hmm. coming clean about it is like this is an alliance I was part of. Yeah, and, and now I'm on the, and like now I'm on the bottom of it. Right, exactly. So I totally see what you're saying. I also think it's really interesting how Kylie, like, it kind of played to her advantage that she had never talked to Gus before. Because mm -hmm. she's like, basically, like, I have no reason to lie to you. We have no relationship. Yeah. So, like, here's a bunch of tea. And, but kind of on the flip side, too, it's like, this is the first time you're ever talking to me. So, like, how is it? How does this make me feel? Like, how do you not see me as just a number if mm -hmm. you're just coming to me now when you need a number? So yeah. I feel like it could have worked either way. Mm -hmm. But she did play it super well yeah. to get him to view it as like, wow, this is the first time you're talking to me and you're telling me all of this great information. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I think she played that conversation super well because I think it also could have gone pretty poorly based on the situation. It's a story so crazy it could only be the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what, how could she possibly make that up? Like it had to be true. And I think that was also an instance where Kylie Ky I, and Sammy, but I do think that, you know, we saw Kylie more being the one having these conversations, but I do know that she had them behind the scenes with Sammy first, a la Charlotte and I, but then Kylie was the one who kind of had those Zooms. Um, oh my God, I lost Oh, this was also an instance of where Kylie was very aware of how her interests now aligned. 
with Gus and Ashley and Jake. And so Mm -hmm. she got to tell them the truth. Like that's the best in the game. When you get to tell people the truth and mean what you say, when you say you want to work with them. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really smart. It was a really good move by them. Yeah. I loved the different reactions too of everybody finding out about the eight. Like Gus and Jake were kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. I know. And Ashley was like, yeah, I knew there was a bunch of shit going on that I didn't know about. Like I figured. Yeah. (laughs) Ashley didn't know much. She did not. Uh, And she plays it off pretty well too. She says that confessional, just uh, apologizing to any Ashley fans. Um, Aaron and I jumped on the the bandwagon of Ashley last episode. Ashley does say some really comedic things, um, maybe under the influence a little bit of a little few beverages. But uh, she's very enjoyable over Zoom, at least. I didn't. I I didn't Zoom with her very mm-hmm. much, to be honest. Like, I actually don't think. I don't think I ever zoomed with her that this past episode, um, because this was when the whole everything was going on yeah. of how she had been speaking about me, and I was had really kind of like <laughs> outsourced like people bringing Ashley in. I didn't particularly want to work with her. And it was also weird because there was the extra or there was the steel that had been purchased. So it was this weird like seven, three, six, four split. But because of that extra vote, it was like almost superfluous. I don't know. It, it was, I, I, I legitimately interacted with her once and then tribal councils. So mm-hmm. I don't know. She's funny, but for obvious reasons, it's not like we're going to make my top 10 like favorite list, probably. Uh, absolutely. You know, people just don't connect uh, it just in general. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just doesn't work out. Yeah. That, um, I think actually, that was one of the harder things of being on Zoom was that if you didn't have a connection with someone, it was really awkward to like reach out to them and be like, Hey, like, you know, like if you're in person, you could say like, oh, do you want to go get a coffee? And then like, you can make small talk for a little bit and see if you can find something to connect about before you get into the the nitty gritty of the game. But on Zooms, it could, it could sometimes have this weird clinical thing of like office hours, like, you know, so it was hard. It was if you did not have those connections once or before you had left campus, it was hard to make them. So again, all the more reason that I like commend Kylie for being able to make that connection with Gus that she didn't outperform. It's also Absolutely. totally fair to not want to reach out and connect with somebody that you know saying shitty things about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do not follow you for that at all. Like that is, you have no reason to want to reach out to her. Like mm-hmm. I completely understand that. <laughs> that was a little bit tough to watch. But. Uh, yeah, I think the editing team showed it pretty well, at least from the side of like, here's all the bad stuff that Allison said about <laughs> Ashley. Crickets. Yeah. yeah. Come on. There you I go. Literally never it seemed like a really manufactured rivalry. Like somebody else made it up. Like somebody, it mm-hmm. felt like somebody else kind of made you guys not like each other rather than it coming from like some sort of natural I, place. Like, I is that a really correct read or? 
I think really what it was, and this 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 also didn't get shown, I think, at the like running challenge. Um there was a little bit of a rule correction or something that started. came up that kind of started this. Yeah. So like we were we were told that like the team leader got to run without any weight at the, they got to start with no weight, but then they weren't allowed to drop out. Like, so you had to pick a team leader who was going to run the whole time and the other team ready. We had just swapped. I don't remember which tribe, I, which tribe name I was on at that point, but the tribe I was not on had set Pea as their like run leader and she ended up dropping. And so like we got to the end and their leader wasn't running with them anymore, which we, I had, I had, heard what I had heard was that that was not allowed so afterwards I was like why was pay allowed to drop like our leader ran the whole time like pay should have had to run the whole time which in my mind was like they didn't listen to the directions they should have set their strongest runner and if they didn't set their strongest runner as their leader like they should have still had to stand by that whatever chase ruled that it, it was fine that they had won but I don't, I'm really competitive. I'm really, really competitive. And I'm a, really a stickler for like, what's the point of setting rules if we're not going to follow them? Like, it's, it just is, it's just who I am. Like, I can't, it's the same, same thing with why I played so hard. And so I, and I had just run the whole time. So I was pissed. I was pissed that we hadn't won. I wanted to win. And I was like, asking Chase, if, why did we, why didn't, why weren't the rules followed? Basically, what I had heard were the rules. Mm-hmm. And Ashley said something of like, I don't know, she said she made some comment of like, it's over, like you're just mad you didn't win or something like that. And I probably snapped back and was like, not involved in this, like, no, something like that. We had the one interaction we had was not, you know, sunshine and rainbows. So I think that is where it came from on her end. Like there you saw the little clip where she like said I threw a bitch fit. I think that's where it started from on her end. But like, I don't know, I think the other Part of it was that, like, like we ha- like my alliance. We had my alliance had all mm-hmm. the power, you know. So, like, I absolutely get why people were frustrated when they kept being told that things were going to happen, and then that thing didn't happen, and then they were offered no explanation as to why what had happened, like why the plan had changed. So, I get it. I do. I think it became a weirdly funneled personal vendetta that I don't personally think was earned the people who she said that I was like dehumanizing and like treating as numbers I'm friends with now you know so like I'm cool with the people who I used in the game and I think yeah that's that's kind of what it is like I'm okay Mm -hmm. with how I played the game other people who I played with are okay with how I played the game so yeah. Yeah, and then like connecting with people that aren't in your alliance usually isn't seen as like a hey, let's just be friends. It's more like oh, they're talking with the enemy. Why are you pushing your numbers that way or something like that? So, uh, it's a game. It's competitive, and there are things that are said at the time, and hopefully are a little bit resolved now. Looking back, or we'll get there when we get there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to the challenge here. Uh, up for the challenge, um, Dustin and Aaron, I have on screen share here, folks. Um, I did not pick the challenge. I think this is very wordy. I'm looking at it right now. So <laughs> hopefully I'm up to 114 words per minute as Allison. Um, not the victor of this challenge, which we'll get to in a moment, which was surprising. But um, I do have the screen here. Uh, 
I did a practice run. I got like 60. So, uh, oh my gosh, is it starting now? How are we going? Oh, I God. didn't know that. How? I didn't hit start. Somebody else hit start, but I think we're going. Did you hit start, Allison? No. Are you playing with us? Who's who's with us? Am I playing? I have no idea. I'm no, in the I'm green car. Playing. I'm clearly losing. Oh, who's playing with you? I have no idea. You're in this, right, Aaron? I'm here. Yes, okay. Okay. I was gonna have like Allison like start us off at everything. So I'm sorry, Allison. I'm not ignoring yeah. you. Survivor, survivor's ready. Go. There we go. I got it. Oh, there we go. Okay. Who is Tyrone? I have no idea what. <laughs> Lots of punctuation going on. It's way too much. Like. Oh my goodness. This is like a play. They've got like dialogue going on here. Where are the stage directions? Come on. Oh, I always think like theater kids are like the best like for Survivor. There was there was much talk on, on this season of, like I think Jackson said that the, the theater kids were putting on a show. I was like, hell yeah, we are. We want to be in any <laughs> season. <laughs> Okay, so guest, was that you, Aaron? Did you win? That was me. Yeah. Congratulations. Whoever this other guest is, congratulations. You are clearly in second. I'm just hanging out with 21, 28. Um, so um, congratulations. I'm really curious. Um, guest who clearly got second place, um, please come to the comments. I'm curious to see who you are. Um, Expose yourself. Mm -hmm. It's probably Carson from the beginning. He's like, I'm ready for vengeance here. Probably. <laughs> oh, red car is back in the game now. Come on, red oh, car. Oh, yes, keep going, red car. Uh, red car, as you continue with the sentence, um, I gave up halfway through. So I didn't give up. I just, you know, I clearly <laughs> saw me not winning this. I was right. His blue card. Uh, That's my blue card. Oh, here we go. Sean, hey. Hi, Sean. Sean are, you, are you dark blue car? Congratulations. You clearly are second place. So nice job. <laughs> uh, good competition, Aaron. Good job. Aaron, school Thank it you. again. My gosh. Good game, everyone. And to be fair, I do type for my job all day, every day. So I, I do not. So I. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm good with the number keys. I'm a banker, so. Ah, a pleasure uh, typing. <laughs> you we might Sean. need a rematch, and hopefully it's not a whole, like, trilogy this time with Tyrone and whatever <laughs> oh, was going strange. on. That was. It was that super was long. I will type <laughs> race anytime. All right. Um, maybe we'll have a repeat at the end here. But, um, Allison, does this take you back? It does. It's very triggering for me. <laughs> uh, I was so bummed. I was so bummed I didn't win that challenge. Like, uh, Kirk was too. He's in the red car. Oh my gosh. Eight <laughs> words per minute, Kirk. Speed demon. Good try. Speed. Um, um, second place, like, you were right there. Like, thanks. Yeah, I was... I, 
I, I kept being kind of up there for some immunity as I got third place in the GeoGuessr one, which, ooh, I'm going to have to throw Kylie and Matt under the bus here real quick. They were both oh. Googling things. <laughs> they were both Googling during GeoGuessr, and I thought it was against the rules. So I didn't Google, <laughs> and I lost. Um, but no, the type racer, I was really bummed that I didn't win. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very fast typer. Um Gus must have been hype. He already knew he wanted to vote me out. Like, no wonder. Like, <laughs> well, we got a little victory dance from him and everything. Oh, yeah. my God. His victory dance was terrible. I liked the dance part, but the dabs were too much for me. <laughs> yeah, Gus is... The edit that Gus is getting is hilarious, which is rightfully so, because Gus is very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get to see him very much before, like, this pre, like quarantine aspect of the at-home stuff so no, um, is another one who didn't know the game very well at all and then like pick picked stuff up also very competitive i think that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a pattern you see with people yeah. <laughs> um going forward after the challenge you are released a set of items mm-hmm. you can buy um, we didn't see much gameplay kind of happening with this, but I'm sure there was a lot of talk what was going on. Can you walk us through kind of what was delegated and to who? Yeah, so we there was there was a game mechanic where in order to transfer fire tokens to each other, you had to like strike some kind of deal for it, which it was it was kind of confusing, but we because we were all in the lines and we were like, we want to like freely pass our tokens to each other. So we ended up bargaining information. Which was that like I sold I sold information to like Matt and Charlotte, which is that I told them that I had known Greta since the beginning of the game, which like had kind of already come out at that point. So we had to do all this complicated stuff to like transfer fire tokens to each other, and then we ended up buying an idol nullifier, if I remember correctly, um, and Kylie and Sammy on the other side ended up buying the seal of vote. Of course, in hindsight, I was like, why didn't we buy the seal vote? Like, we could have just guaranteed that they wouldn't have enough numbers. And, like, it's, you know, it's so easy to play that, like, hindsight is twenty twenty game and be like, oh, so obvious. Just, like, buy the seal vote. But we really thought we had major numbers on them. Like, we thought it was me, Charlotte, Greta, Matt, Pea, Gus. And we thought we had Ashley. We thought that I, – I didn't talk to her, but we thought that other people – other people had said, we think we have Ashley. So we mm-hmm. literally thought it was seven versus three. So it didn't cross our minds to buy the steal a vote. And so that really ended up being um, the the swap, which is pretty incredible if you think about it, that they, they switched a perceived seven, three split where mm-hmm. they were on the bottom because they pulled over Gus and they pulled him over right away. Like, I think that was maybe that night after the Amos vote, they pulled over Gus, they pulled over Ashley, they already had Jake, and then um, that steal vote flipped it and made it 6-4. Like, so those, the fire tokens that we all kind of, we weren't paying that much attention to them, honestly, because there was so much stuff going on already. Like, they ended up being very, very consequential. And ironically, like, the next week in Winners at War, because this was when Winners at War was airing, was, like, the first time a steal a vote was played successfully. And I was like, this is awful. Like, I can't watch it. <laughs> My sisters were, like, looking at me. I was like, this is horrible. Um, 
So yeah, really what was going through our mind was that we thought we had such a numbers advantage that the only way that we could be in trouble was if they played, um, was if Kylie played her idol. And I don't, I don't really remember the thinking of, oh, well, obviously we played it on Sammy because we were voting for Sammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you saw in the episode, I talked a little bit about like why I didn't want to go for Kylie because I thought Kylie was a good shield because she was playing really hard and, and had it at that point, you know, she had this like underdog story brewing. Um, it will be fun for you guys yeah. to see how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, that was our, that was our thinking with the advantage menu. I wish, <laughs> I wish we had just bought the steel vote, but we didn't, we didn't think we needed the insurance. We yeah, had well, another thing you mentioned kind of like watching the actual game show of survivor and then uh, playing it in person was you made a comment. Oh, why do these people always target the other person? Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, I think you were, that means you were about to ask the question too, right? I was, I was, I was on the same train. Yeah. Cause I loved that confessional where you were like, like why on survivor do they always say like, Oh, we want to weaken this person. Like why not just take that person out? And it's like, yeah, I've because I've had that exact same thought. I'm always like, why not just go for the big dog? But if like in your case, like you're the other head, like you're yeah. the other big dog. So you want that other big dog still there. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the only big dog. So it makes complete sense if you are also like a head of a power, which you yeah. very much were. So yeah, in your case, it made complete sense. And just like, you know, how you're rationalizing everything at the beginning of this podcast and like everything throughout, like you make everything make so much sense and you just, you're very good at articulating and explaining like everything and every, yeah, every one of your confessionals, I'm like, that makes, that makes sense. Like, yeah, it just, you, like, I get it after you explain it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Allison, that's right. Well, thank you. It's cause in my mind, it did make sense. <laughs> and then yeah. I just had to try to convince people that what made sense to me also made sense to them. Right, <laughs> which you successfully did. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, at a certain point, Kylie made a better argument to Gus. Like, that's really what it came down to. Yeah, Um. even though you had, like, a four-step plan in place for everything that had happened. So, can you, like, I don't, it's probably hard to remember the specifics of the, but how mm-hmm. much did the vote actually change if somebody did this or if somebody did that? There was because there was a vote steal at the beginning. And there was highly yeah, still Charlotte's vote. Yeah. So the con- the first contingency was no one plays a steal a vote again. Had we just purchased the steal a vote, we could have guaranteed that outcome. <laughs> and just to <laughs> clarify, there was only one available, right? There's there was just only one. one available. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, or I, I think so. Yeah. Um. So we had a we had a plan for if they didn't play the steal vote. I think we were going to split votes. We were probably going to do a four three split, Sammy Kylie, um, and then it was if they played the steal a vote. I think then in that case it might have been a tie because yeah they could have got in. We thought we had seven, so we thought they could get it to six four. Mm-hmm. So then I think it was just a all votes on one person. I don't. I I can't for the life of me think what the third and fourth contingency plans could have been. I probably have that notebook somewhere. I think if we pause it too, I think you actually hold it up to the camera at some point. But uh, those are just the little details I that I was like possibly think 
Oh, I think it was like, if there was a, t I think we had a contingency for if Ashley voted with them actually where they mm. could have gotten it to a tie. And then it was like, if we go to a tie, how, who, who are we putting the vote on? Are we putting the vote on Kylie? Or are we putting the vote on Sammy? And then there was some, some idle nullifier plan, which must've been in place for all of them. Cause you had to put it in. Oh, it was, if they stole a vote, then play the idle nullifier, something like that, mm -hmm. something like that. But no, I, I did fall prey to the, if you write your plans down, they don't come true. Um, one of the funniest lines in this episode, I thought, was Jake telling uh, Kylie and Sammy and, and Ashley that I wrote down a notebook and called it, this is where dreams go to die. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, I was like, did I say that? I was like, <laughs> I was like, Sounds like something I like might have said in jest. Like I might have been like sarcastically like, oh, this is where dreams go to that. I was like, maybe I, I was like, I guess I said that. And then it like cut to him being like, she didn't say that. I was like, Jake, you sly dog. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, I have that on my notes too. And I was curious, uh, what would you actually call your burn book? Uh, a strange question. You would probably would never get asked except for this episode is called this burn book that you clearly oh, do not have. I didn't have one. I don't know. I would. I think you one. need one now. In the context of Survivor, I would, what would I call it? It would like the snuff book or something like, yeah, no. Snuff book or maybe because I would it's call like it the like... snuffer. I don't know. Like people I'm pe people I'm planning to snake. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Bite, like maybe like bite before you get bitten. I feel like mm. I had a lot of that going on because I knew that I was not playing a. Like maybe I'll put the menu of the people I was gonna bite <laughs> before they could bite me because I knew that they were that I was really visible and a lot of people I knew that my name would start to come up eventually. And so, you know, that was the Carson vote. That was the Enos vote. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, ideally would have been the Sammy vote last episode. Like that was trying to get rid of people before they, before they came for me. But I was bitten. Mm. Uh, but speaking of being bitten, um, who did you think bit you? While the votes being read on that first vote off. You, I'm assuming I, Ashley. You I probably assumed Ashley. You didn't have Ashley. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly don't. I th I honestly think like my adrenaline was going so much that I wasn't even really thinking about like strategy of like who was it. I was just like, oh my. My God, I have four votes. Okay, I have five. Like, it's fine. It's all gonna be. And we were all texting in our group chat saying, okay, it's gonna be fine. Like, worst case scenario is a tie, right? Because we thought we had Gus still. Um, and then we had all sent pictures of our votes, and Gus sent a fake picture of a vote in. So, like, I really, I think I was just like, I didn't even think about it in the moment. And then I knew, like, I knew that I wanted to, like, call Ashley out before I left. And so like that was going through my mind and I was also really sad. Like there was just a lot going on. And then Gus, Gus did text me afterwards. Wow. I think. Yeah. Which is, which is really what I'm saying. There was a lot of like respect in this cast, like a lot of respect and friendship for each other's gameplay. Like I texted Amos after I voted him out. And I'm so sorry. Like, it was 
obviously all strategy. Like, I love you. And it was like, I would never be mad about this. Gus did the same thing, texted me. Like, you, you know, we all love Survivor mm -hmm. and like getting voted out in like horrific kind of embarrassing fashion is like a risk that you take when you play. And like, it's part of it. So yeah, I think I don't think I had to do much guesswork because Gus texted me. Mm -hmm. And hey, not a bad way to go. You had to go on a seal of vote. You had to have a idle nullifier in play um, on a close vote at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. yeah. And some of the best strategy we've seen all season to even, you know, make it a possibility to get you out. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. But they pulled it off. And it was great. And I could still get back in. You never know. <laughs> Absolutely. That's coming up. That's coming up. Finally, we get another episode this week. Um, so maybe there's more of me. Yeah, yes. Um, I'm the only one that's unspoiled in this um, case. So I, who did I say? I thought Owen was going to come back in mm -hmm. earlier in the podcast. So I, you know, Allison, you are pretty determined to get back into the game. I'm going to shoot for you to come back into the game and maybe cause a little commotion here or there so i would love to cause a little more commotion uh speaking of causing <laughs> more commotion are you planning any um games in the future or do you have your sights more on schooling what's going on like so i graduated during all the pandemic mess i was in my senior year while we were filming mm -hmm. so i'm a couple i'm like a year and a half post-grad um so I have never played another live reality game. The thought frightens me because there's no, <laughs> I feel like a whole it's a whole it's a whole other world. Like I really I really don't even know that much about them of like playing online and playing with strangers and like all of that stuff. But I don't know. I could probably I could probably be convinced to try to play again. It's so fun. It's so fun. And it really is after like um I don't know, Aaron, you can probably attest more to this, but, you know, I've played a handful of live games. Every game is different. Every game is unique. You make all these great connections with people as you do on the show right here. But it's a little bit different, though. Um, Aaron, I don't you can probably speak more to this. Like besides the college survivor, there's like outside things, too, you could get involved with to other games. So, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't played another live game myself other than Survivor Michigan, but I've played a lot of online games. And yeah, I've made some of my best friends out of those, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's it is it it is kind of weird, but like especially you having experience transitioning to online even in mm -hmm. your own Northwestern season. Like it's I met I met Carson through an online game. Yeah. And if you're in like the if you're in the College Survivor Facebook group, there's always ads for orgs in there. Um, so I've gotten a couple out of there. Um, but yeah, I've been to like Connecticut to visit people that I've met in orgs and it's yeah, you just, so awesome. I really feel like with the community and like even people outside of the college survivor realm, because I've played a couple that are, mm -hmm. weren't college survivor people, but it really feels like wherever you go in the country, you're going to know somebody, which is just a very cool feeling and would definitely recommend it. That's awesome. That's so cool. One thing I would say that I feel like I forgot to say is that especially for college survivor that I feel like this would be so different playing online people you didn't know is that like the context of who you who you were where you were in school like really mattered in college games like I think a, a part of the reason that I was able to have as much sway as I did was that I was a senior so like, 
within our alliance, like, like, you know, I, I walked with a little bit of confidence on campus. I had like been there for four years and especially with like Kylie and Sammy, like they were both, they were both theater majors and the way like theater is structured at Northwestern is like when I was a freshman, like I very much look up, looked up to the seniors. They've like gone through this whole program that you're about to go through. Like I was the the president of an improv group that, that Sammy was in. Like, I don't think, th I think those things absolutely play a role. So I would be really curious to see how I would do in an online survivor game where I didn't like walk in with that bit of confidence that was like earned. Mm -hmm. uh, would you ever play like an outdoor survivor? Like for like the weekend to like uh, tent it up and like live rustically? I think so. I mean, I've applied for real survivor. So I would, I think I would because how Absolutely. could I say I would play, do 39 days and not say I would do two? Uh, for anyone interested in following along with any more live reality games, definitely check out our Facebook page at Live Reality Games. Uh, we'll post all the latest content, applications, but also head on over to the group. It's kind of like an open forum. Um, anybody can post applications or you can head over to the Facebook group LRG Casting and find out all the available applications for anybody watching, especially maybe for Allison here, if you're looking for something to do this summer. Um, any final thoughts about your um time here we might see you in a week or two maybe i don't know you can um allison but up to this point um anything that you want to touch on before we head out for the night i feel like the only thing i feel like i really didn't talk about that i just want to give a shout out to and probably this is because you guys already talked to him is amos like i loved playing with amos we were like it actually was so fun watch the episode of real survivor last week of like have you guys have you guys seen last week's okay yeah just make mm -hmm. sure I'm not gonna, we not all gonna we all cry it's fine so well okay spoiler alert for anybody watching survivor 41 right now like tune this off like we'll see you next time so on and so forth a little bit of spoiler here now so careful okay it was really fun to watch shannon ricard have that dynamic of like we know we're coming for each other because Amos and I, in our first meeting, I literally said to him, and then later I was like, why did I say that? I literally <laughs> said to him, let's let's get each other to the merge, and then let's duke it out after the merge. Like, in our first meeting, I said that to him. I just totally should not have said that. But, like, that's what happened, and that's, I think, why we had so much, like, respect for each other and why it's so funny that we, like, went out one after the other. But, like, he – I know you guys talked a lot about percentages of what you're telling people last week with Carson and Amos. Like, Amos and I told each other – 100% of everything right up until we did it. So I feel like I didn't talk about him enough in my gameplay. I talked a lot about like the, the girls I was playing with, but Amos was a huge part of my game and it was so much fun to play with him. Uh, it was so much fun to chat with him too. Uh, we'll also be chatting more about Survivor 41 on Wednesday for our recap. We have a special coverage. The live reality game coming in is Can You Survive? It's an outdoor um, survival thing. They raised some money for some great charities and whatnot. They are in casting for season two. Um, so they'll be joining Kirk as the podcaster covering Survivor 41 right after the episode Eastern Standard Time. Um, also coming up on Survivor Northwestern this weekend on Thursday. I think Thursday's the second. The next episode comes out. Follow along to see who comes back from the edge and who gets voted out. Maybe I don't know how the edit's going to go. 
So we'll see how much information comes out on this next one. Erin, anything that I left out from this episode here um, with Allison? Um, I don't think so. I'm very excited to see how next episode goes. I did love, I we saw a little preview of Gus holding up his fake vote to all of the people that <laughs> did not vote out Allison. So I'm very excited to see how all of that plays out, how the damage control works, um, and what we're in for going forward. I think no matter who comes back from Edge, it's going to be chaotic as hell. So very excited to see where it goes. It's gonna, I don't think it's a spoiler for me to say it's a good episode this week. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, we are looking forward to it. They always release where they live episodes. So join them in the live comments. Uh, check out the episode day after if you're busy or something. But make sure you catch up before our next podcast next Monday with who's ever eliminated or a special guest. We'll find out at some point. But at least you'll have me and Aaron and um, Allison. You're welcome anytime on this thing to share. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so fun. Uh, Thank you everyone for watching in the comments. Thank you, Sean, for joining us on the race and Kirk. um, Aaron called you a cutie, I think like for Sean. So, Hey, Sean, Um, it's what you said, right? I don't think so, but I I, thought so. Maybe I'm not going to dispute it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it now if I didn't say it before. There you go. Um, We'll talk to you all later. Uh, Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your way out. So thanks again. And everyone have a great night.